Hey guys, and welcome to the Get Life podcast. Today I have four members of the TK family, and these guys are great guys. There was going to be more people coming, but you know, it wasn't meant to be, and I'm sorry about that. So, you know, we still have some awesome people on. Uh, we have No Ninja, we have Hello. Team Benevolence. Hello. And we have Justin and Lawrence, and these guys have been on the podcast before, so say hello, guys. Hey, how's it going? What's up, everybody? Yeah, and today, of course, we're going to be talking about some Tecmo Koei stuff and other stuff like that. So let's begin with how the TK family started. So do you guys actually know this story? Uh, I do yeah. not. I, I, I came in late. I think I came in maybe a couple months ago. Okay, what about you guys? Anyone else? Mm. The closest I've heard of it was that um, Not Marky on Twitter came up with the tagline TK Family to describe the fan base and the community of Tecmo Koe as one giant family since the community was in general more helpful and more tight-knit than other communities. Mm. I'm guessing that's the story behind it because I know he coined the term and then Chin decided to use, use it. it as right as the name for the Tecmo Koe community as a whole. Okay. Anyone else have any other? I just uh, started the first. I saw uh, Marky took the tag and began to use it, but then uh, Chin just suddenly going wild with it. So why not just j- jump the rope and get on get on the same bus? Why not? Because wasn't it basically that um, we want to add everyone who used the hashtag so that you can follow them with Technical Europe? I think it was. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, that's, something like that. Yeah, that could have been it. Uh, what I heard was it was something about um, Game FTW. And I thought that that was the main thing to bring the TK family together. But I'm not sure. We need to ask. We have to ask our matriarch. It, it's the only way. Yes, we have to ask. <laughs> we, ask we have to ask him. I'm going to ask him now. We need to ask our founder. You are typing during a podcast. How yes, unprofessional. professional. <laughs> <laughs> okay? Haters gonna hate. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, um, back on to the podcast. Um, this commercial break. <laughs> a be- word from your sponsors. <laughs> no, that'll be messed up, though. We, we do not do that, guys. We don't do the whole commercial break thing, because, you know, we're not going to get any money, and people don't like free advertisement, which I think is stupid. They should love free advertisement. Yeah, well, YouTube should. is apparently evil, so... <laughs> apparently. Yeah, this is true. So what... What got you guys into Dynasty Warriors? Yeah, I can start yeah. with that. Uh, I got a friend who uh, who moved into town, and in third grade, he got a PlayStation 2, and the first game he bought was uh, Dynasty Warriors 2. We started to game and play it, and and uh, I, I just loved to see his his rage face when he was up against, uh, up against uh, the yellow turban. He re- really, really hated that level, <laughs> but uh, I loved it. So therefore, it just took off from there. Okay, Team Benevolent. So how did you get started in the whole Dynasty Wars thing? Um, well, it's because of my my best friend is like hugely into sort of Dynasty Warriors and the Three Kingdoms, and she was basically telling me she had a copy of Warriors Orochi 2, but she couldn't find the first one. So I went on the PSN to download it for her, and I thought, oh, I'll just try out myself. And the world was cursed with benevolence. Um, I got <laughs> Dynasty Warriors six after that, and yeah, what can I, what can I say really? <laughs> okay, um, Justin, what about you? Oh man, 
Uh, I just remember one day after school, I was hanging out with one of my friends, and he just put in Dynasty. I didn't even know which Dynasty Warriors game it was. I want to say it was three. And mm-hmm. we were doing the Yellow Terror mission. I was just like, holy crap, this game is awesome. And then a couple months went by, and I hadn't seen it since. And my brother and I were at Target, and I was like, okay, this is it. I actually picked up Dynasty Tactics instead of Dynasty Warriors. So that just introduced me to a whole nother spectrum of Dynasty, and I was like, holy crap, okay, not what I expected, because I recognized some of the names, but like, not what I expected, but still awesome. And then after that, I picked up Dynasty Warriors 4, and it's been downhill since. Every couple months, Tecmo Koe will just take, reach into my pocket, take $60 out, and say, thank you, come again. But it, it's definitely one of my favorite titles, series. It's, it's just amazing. Can't get enough of it. What about you, Lawrence? Well, let's see. Mostly it started because my family's mostly familiar with the Romance of the Three Kingdoms novels really? and the story behind it. Yeah, like my uncle studied it in college at one point. Wow. So we actually have a copy of the four-volume set of the Romance of the Three Kingdoms. So as he got that, he played Romance of the Three Kingdoms on the SNES and Nobunaga's Ambition on the NES. And eventually, Romance of the Three Kingdoms 6 came out on the PS1, and that was my first game into the series. And then after I played Romance of the Three Kingdoms 6, sometime later the PS2 came out, and then all of a sudden I see on GamePro, I think it was, I see a game called Dynasty Warriors 2. And I see the review, and I'm recognizing the names, and then I read through it, and, I'm like, and it's a beat-em-up based off Romance of the Three Kingdoms. And I'm sitting there like, okay, so I have to have this game. And then once I got it, I got every single Dynasty Warriors game from Dynasty Warriors 2 onward. Wow, I've seen your collection. It's, it's quite amazing. And it's, it's quite amazing like that your family got you into it. Yeah, nice they were mostly into the history. Yeah. Well, the history is great. Right, it, it was definitely the inverse for me. I started with the games and then I started looking into the history and I was like, wow, this is actually a pretty great story. Well, the way I started off the whole Dynasty Warriors genre was I got PlayStation 2 and the first two games I got on it was Dynasty Warriors 2 and SSX. Really amazing games and you know I just loved them and Dynasty Warriors 2 for me I was like a six-year-old when this game came out and okay the graphics weren't as good as nowadays but to me it was so amazing I was like yeah it was just I can't describe it it's just that amazing like for a six-year-old it was astonishing to see and you know I, I've never actually completed the game which is a bit weird I've only completed it with way haven't completed it with the rest of the kingdoms although I have to say I kind of burned through three copies <laughs> oh well that may be why then I couldn't finish it the first time switch yeah. disc <laughs> it's because I've been playing it so much you know John Wei was my favorite character back then I was like, yeah! And I remember at, when you picked him, it was like, uh, Ah, John Way shall prevail, or something like that. And I was like, yeah, like a boss. And he was like the only character I could use to defeat Lu Bu on Hu Lao Gate. And you know, for a six-year-old to defeat Lu Bu, that's quite an achievement, I have to say. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's true. Oh. So true. Um, if I can just take a note here, that uh, Lu Bu is way more harder to beat on the previous uh, games than uh, the number six or seven. I just thought it was way too easy then. Oh no, it, it's, it's actually doable on six and seven. Like three, four, and <laughs> yeah. five, if you try, the, the closest I ever got was 
on four, you can, like, you know, you can have the whole duel system of challenge you to a duel. I can challenge him to a duel with my best character, everything maxed out, and fight him to a draw. That's as close as I've ever gotten to beating Lubu. But when it was actually difficult, and I was like, you know what? I quit. The game (laughs) says don't pursue Lubu. I'm just not going to do it. I will run. I remember beating Lubu once in a Dynasty Warriors 4 duel. Just once. And that's because the difficulty was set on easy. And I came within one second of losing because <laughs> Lupu's stats in a duel were so ridiculously high. Even oh, if yeah. you had max power, you didn't do anything to him. Oh man, yeah, that that was that was quite difficult. Although I thought it was kind of nice in a seven, they give you a trophy for actually beating him. It's like okay, now you can pursue Lupu. No, but then yeah. <laughs> the thing is that whole achievement thing. There was some points where you ha- obviously had to beat Lupu for the story to progress. And right. they made it so easy for you to defeat him. But, um, I forgot which mission it was. GFP. That's the one. Well, yeah, in, the, in that one, he's manageable. But who I get, it's, it's damn near impossible. But no, once you get a, yeah, like you said, a GFP with um, South South Forces, he's manageable. All he gets is the leader buffs. He doesn't get the hyper mode buffs. He doesn't get the I'm on the cover of the game buff. Yeah. <laughs> I'd still say Dynasty Warriors 2 Lubu was the hardest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I have to agree. I think like 4 I actually, and 5. When I actually played sort of Dynasty Warriors 2, it was like, I was just like, okay, I have to defeat Dongja. I'm just going to run past Lubu, let sort of Sao <laughs> Sao and Lupe deal with him. I'm just going to go and Dongja. And then I actually got killed by Dongja, and I was like, okay, you can lose to Lubu, but to lose to some, you know. I felt so disappointed in myself. I, I might actually hang up my controller for a day if that ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> there was kind of a trick to beat Lu Bu in Dynasty Warriors 2. There was two tricks against him. One was make sure every combo you did was just square, square, square. And that was it. And make sure he didn't hit the floor. Because if he hit the floor, he'd get up and recover his health. And the second thing was there was a save spot. In Dynasty Warriors 2, you had to actually find memory cards in the levels. Oh, I remember that. That's, that's awesome. Those oh. interim saves. If you went past Lubu and right outside Hulao Gate, there was a memory card in one of the crates. You broke it and you saved, and your health would be replenished. Oh. So you go there and then run back to Lubu and then finish him off. Uh, yeah, I, I had another uh, way to, to beat him. Um, the way I did it, just fight until the uh, my health bar goes red, then just run around and just dodging <laughs> the crap out of him, and then, then my Mushu go, uh, gauge or something like that goes full, I just go, yeah, ran, randomize him, and <laughs> do the same procedure all over again. Well, you know what I used to do was, um, you know how you had that whole arrows thing? Just used to fire more oh. arrows, and that was it. I use that in Dynasty Warriors 3 for the final weapons a lot. <laughs> Took a long time, but it was worth it. Oh yeah. That feeling you guys get when you defeat Lugu. Um, oh yeah, um, a question about the Dynasty Warriors covers of the game. Yeah. Who would you like to see on the next cover of the game? Because oh. you know it's always Zhao Yun or Lu Bu or... In this case, for Dynasty Warriors XL, it, it was um, Wang Yi. So, 
who do you guys want to see for Empires if they are going to make an Empires game? Koei, listen to us, please. We want Empires. <laughs> yes. We want seven Empires. We all do. Not just it's, it's the Legends, but Empires. And for the, the Xbox as well. Hands. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but on the cover, uh, it's, it's a tough choice, but I would uh, I would like to choose Liu Bei, Cao Cao, and uh, Jun Wei, I think. Well, the three leaders on the box at the same time facing towards you or the title. Okay, oh, so kind of like uh, kind of like that for uh, Empire Six. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. No. I'm biased. I want my favorite character on the cover. It's got to be Jean Blais. <laughs> and I, I admit, it's all about the bias. He's my favorite character. It's the only reason why. <laughs> I would actually kind of like. I would actually kind of like the Suma clan on the cover for Dynasty Warrior Seven Empires. Nice idea. Just for, just to represent that they were the ones who conquered China. So you can yeah. have Suma Yi, Suma Shur, and Suma Zhao on the cover for Seven Empires to represent Jin's dominance over China. Yeah. You know who and would also, I... Oh no, off you. Oh, thank you. Sorry. And also it would go along with um, Dynasty Warrior Six Empires where it had Sao Sao, Liu Bei, Sun Jian on the cover. With Seven Empires you'd have the Suma Clan to counteract that cover art. Oh, okay. And that actually be kind of cool. Yeah, it would actually. It's a nice thinking behind it. I, I just thought, let's just put Wang Yuanji on the cover and then leave it like that. Because, <laughs> you know, that'll be the best cover in the world. I'll buy like five copies. Hilarious. Plus, plus. Yeah. Did Michelle just sign out? I don't know. Uh, we're trying to get her back in. So, we didn't. Did we hear from you, Justin? Oh, no. Uh, yeah. My mom oh, yeah, was yeah. on way. All day. Yeah. Uh, Team Benevolence share that in common. Favorite character. So. I, I don't really like Zhang Wei. He just seems like a stuck up that? guy. What? I'm not gonna lie to you, Justin. Uh-huh. I just don't like him. Uh, uh, yeah. I just I don't like him, and I don't like um. I forgot that. Liu Bei. Never liked him. Liu Bei was just a pushover. I kind of like them. I'm gonna lose so many, like listeners because of this. But yeah, I never liked today, <laughs> so please forgive me when I say that. See, Liu Bei, I could tolerate him because a lot of my favorite characters are the people that I ended up using ended up working for. Him. So I was like, yeah, you know what? I can tolerate you for now. And then, uh, of course, <laughs> one of my favorite things to do in Empires Five, we had the choice between tyranny and benevolence. Making Liu Bei a tyrant and just hear him just so gleefully like. Screw the people. Who cares about that? <laughs> oh, there are a few things more satisfying than that. <laughs> <laughs> Yubei starts out in Five Empires when you start making him a tyrant. He starts out like, I, I, I need to do this because it's better for the people. And then all of a sudden later on, it's just, you know, full on, you know, Yi Ling Yubei evil. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's um, actually um okay. No, I was gonna, that's actually one of the, the things I really enjoyed about Five. Um, the the whole pull between how you govern. It's not just the strategies and policies you you put in place. It's also the all right. What kind of leader are you going to be? Are you going to be a neutral leader? Are you going to be a benevolent leader? Are you going to be a tyrant? 
that 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 was definitely a neat feature that they put in. But everyone just swayed to go, of course, being a tyrant because you know, the tyrant gave you more awesome things like you can rob graves and get like harnesses. I don't know how you can rob a grave and, and get that, like, like an. And that was the problem. <laughs> that was the problem. The 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 tyrant was way unbalanced. Like I think your reward for being good was peasants may show up in a battle to help you. But your reward yeah, for being yeah. evil is you can instantly create like ten of any item you can already create. So like if they found a way <laughs> to balance that out, like uh like if you take the system they have in six, where you have golden resources, if you're a tyrant you get tons of gold but you have to sacrifice resources. If you're benevolent you get tons of resources and you can't extort as much gold as you normally would be able to do. So that, that, that may be a good way to balance. You know what I think they should do? They should make the whole tyrant system more like Dong Zhua. You know how Dong Zhua, he was like the pervert guy, the guy who liked money, food, women, that kind of thing. And you know how Dynasty Warriors 6 had that ability to marry other female characters within the game. Like, let's say if you're a tyrant, oh you can marry God. more than one. You know what I mean? Because you know in Dynasty Warriors 6, Empires, that you couldn't do that, I was kind of... Because you know you can make bonds with basically every male character in that game, but you can only marry one female character in that game, which seems a bit weird because you know around that time um, oh, okay. they did that kind of thing. So what you're saying is just set up like a multiple bonds instead of. Hey guys, we're back. I'm sorry we had a lot of technical difficulties because Skype was screwing up, and you know whoever makes Skype, I'm not going to name names, or whoever owns Skype. Microsoft, fix it, okay? Okay, let's get back to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, I don't know if you guys caught earlier in the week um, when Chen sent out the tweet to the rest of the TK family about the three most important features in uh, a Warriors XL or Empires game that we can't lose. And uh, that got me thinking, yeah, that'd be a great thing to talk about on the podcast today. So, uh, I guess I can start off with that. Um, I guess my focus is more on the Empires. Like I said, one of the one of the things I love of the creator is you have to keep that. That that you could easily sink hours into just making different people in six because they gave you all the different slots, all the different options, the DLC costume options. It you could easily spend most of your time in six just creating extra people for the game i thought that was a pretty cool feature um another thing that i really enjoyed in it was as we were just talking about before in five you had the whole tyrant benevolence sort of i guess karma meter or karma system if they could find a way to make that work and balance it out because in five it was really unbalanced but the concept was pretty awesome so i enjoyed that but in five uh, like we said before, there was really no incentive to be good. It just gave you a bunch of extra peasant soldiers, which the sentiment's <laughs> nice, but I can tear through an entire army solo, so what are you guys going to do to me? And the incentive for being evil is, here, max out every item you can ever create instantly. No time to wait for production. Oh, and have 20,000 gold on top of that. So it's like, between the two, it's like, okay, be evil. Evil is more fun, and they have cookies. Um, uh, Another thing that I think I guess these really aren't essentials These are just nice to have Um, Another thing would be In 5, you could set up the different 
uh, if you met certain conditions, you could trigger actual battles that happened in the game. And you could right. also trigger cutscenes as well. That was really well done, actually. It, it was pretty seamless. The first time I got it, um, I was doing Empires, and I had somehow managed to get Cao Cao killed. I don't even know how this happened. He man- I managed to get him captured and killed. Um, and then his son took over, and I got the cinema from Five. And I was like, whoa, never even knew that was a possibility. I didn't even know that could happen. So, again, those are, I guess those aren't essentials. Those are definitely nice to have, though, and they definitely enhance the, the overall gameplay experience. <laughs> yeah, that, I do agree with a lot of that. Oh, yeah. So. One thing I don't have to say for. One thing I do have to say in regards to the whole, um, like, the karma, so to speak, between being good and bad, was that in 5 it was impossible to become an emperor if you were being good for some reason. Hmm? I could never become right. an emperor it, off it, of being it always, good. For, for whatever reason, in 5, when you, were, when you were benevolent, it always defaulted to serve the emperor instead of become emperor. I never understood that either. Yeah, in 4, that was, it worked fine. If you were good, you became emperor. If you were bad, you became a tyrannical emperor. In five, for some reason, you I never became emperor, and I spent at least one save file going fifty years straight of prolonging the final fight, trying to become emperor, and it never triggered. Wow, it was weird. But uh, let's see, I I caught the tweet from Chin when he asked, and I gave I actually gave six features. Because I view the main games and Empires as two separate entities of their own. Okay. So I gave, like, for the main game and Extreme Legends, I said that of the features that they couldn't really touch, in my opinion, would be the characters, the system of how you earn the weapons, and the Musa modes being story-driven like they are in 7. I I didn't like the story mode driven. I don't like the kingdom-based story mode. I would prefer... Um, how they did in Dynasty Warriors 5 how they had you be the character you play through the character's individual story mode because then it, it was more gameplay time and you know you had to I play as every character because I didn't like Dynasty Warriors 7's story mode because you had to play you know as characters that you didn't really want to play and there was no co-op which disappointed me and I know they put that in Dynasty Warriors 7 XL put the co-op thing but you know it, it's just stupid well, um, if I, was... I can, if I can t- say something there, <coughs> sure. I think uh, I, th- I think it's quite good with the story mode because you can play as every character at, at least two times and like check check them out how, how they play and suddenly you, you might have a new f- favorite. Right. I didn't think I would like shoot shoot ever until I played the Dynasty Warrior Seven Musoma uh, story mode. Or yeah, Dynasty exactly. Warriors 7 or Dynasty Warriors 7 XL. That's the thing. 7. Because Dynasty Warriors 7 only had like a, a limited number of people you could play as in the story mode. And of course the story mode was amazing in, in the sense that it was it was very dramatic and it really told you what was going on. Because you know, it used to be like, okay, they used to say a character died, but you never actually see them die. But you know, this one is more... Oh, oh man. So the the one scene in seven where Guan Yu and Guan Ping sacrifice themselves. Spoiler oh. alert! Spoiler oh. alert! Spoilers! 
<laughs> I mean, it, is, is there really like a two? Isn't there a two thousand year? Uh, what's what I'm looking for? White period for spoilers. I'm pretty sure if you don't know by now. <laughs> no, we still have 180 years to go. Uh, oh. <laughs> Having at the year 200. <laughs> what about that? Oh man, but no. The, but, the scene on shoe story mode. We all know what that scene is. Yeah. A manly tear is allowed to be shed. You can shed one man. I tear. I didn't feel any sympathy for his death or them their oh, death. What? Uh, because what? I was never a shoe person. But the thing is, when oh, well, Dion, when Dion Wei, oh my, when Dion Wei was just hit with so many arrows just to save no. Tao Tao, it was so fucking amazing. It was like. Wow. And he didn't drop. That's the thing. He ate he all was, those yeah. arrows and he didn't was drop. Beast in that. He was just beast mode on, you know. <laughs> I remember watching that scene. My brother and I just stood up and just slow clap. We're just like, he's a beast. There's... And you know, I because he was like one of the first character I played as in Dynasty Warriors 2 and I continued playing as him throughout oh, all yeah. Dynasty Warriors. And to see him die, it was like, no. I was crying for days, you know. My room um, started to look like that. What was that battle when they did the? Oh yeah, the battle where Guan Yu died. Fawn Castle. Oh, that was the one. <laughs> I didn't. See, that's. I don't. See, oh, that's no, why no. I liked. No, go ahead, Lawrence. Oh, okay. I was about to say that's why I liked the Dynasty Warrior Seven Musomo. You felt invested in the characters for once. I thought I would always hate Choo Choo, like regardless of the game. I hated Choo Choo. Then I played the Way Story Mode, and I'm seeing Choo Choo actually be, you know, a badass at Cherby. I'm seeing them tone down, you know, Zhang He's, um, you know, mannerisms in Story Mode to fit his character. Like he would only mention, like, you know, beauty once in the entirety of Story Mode. You know, they made these characters become more in line with their historical representations with just that little bit of Koei personality and flair thrown into them to make it, you know, a mixture of the two in the story mode. And it actually made me get a more of appreciation of the different characters in the game. Uh, that's true. Def definitely true. And Liu Bei, yeah. ra Liu Bei's rage at, before uh, Yi Ling was well done. Oh, in my Like seeing him tremble and then all of a sudden just snap and cut the chair in half was... That was pretty good, that scene. Uh, oh, yeah. like that scene had me like, fuck yeah, Yi Ling, let's go! Oh wait, we lose. <laughs> <laughs> it had me signing up for a losing battle. Like I, In my mind, I had actually forgotten, oh, we get creamed here. That's right. <laughs> It made me realize, you know, this is only going to follow up with another death scene. <laughs> oh, man. I'll always be disappointed, though, that they didn't have Lu Meng's death as it is in the, the novel. Because in the novel, he gets possessed by Guan Yu, and he just goes no. on a total rampage against Sun yeah. Quan, and it was such a funny way to go. I mean, I, I'll say that I'm biased. I love Shu, obviously. High five. I just thought it was so awesome that Guan Yu was such a boss that you could come back, you know, from beyond the grave to possess someone. I just thought it was awesome. From yeah, I like gate, that. I spit at thee. <laughs> yeah, basically. I wish they made Cao Cao's death more like that because his death was kind of the same result. Like he saw, I think, a vision of Guan Yu. 
and then Southside just fell ill right then and there. Right. And in the game, it's just oh, he got he fell ill and then started to die, <laughs> just basically right then and there. Like Shaho Duin starts picking up that no, something's not right with Southside before Fawn Castle, right. but you know the whole Guan Yu thing we just skipped over for I guess you could say keeping it close to history. Despite the fact that they're mystics and Juga Liang and Suma Yi and yeah, and historical events maybe, historical characters, eh, not so much. No. <laughs> Am I the only uh, I one here no. who is a a Wei fan? Like, uh, no. If if I had to, if I had to go my ranks, it would be Shu and then Wei right underneath it, mm-hmm. solely because of how they did Wei story mode in Seven actually. I would say Wei is because, probably my second favorite kingdom too. Because before yeah. they'd always just played South South's ambition is evil, and now they play it more as no, I'm doing this for the good of the country. If this is if right. if I have, if you have to view me as a monster, so be it. I really don't care. I liked it when they made South South kind of evil in the past games, because you know he was kind he was a char- he was a cool character. Let's just put it that way. He was like the character everyone wants to be. And you know, wh- why do you think he had 20 children? Because you know, everyone wanted to <laughs> get some of the <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like a boss. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. This country has a population issue. I shall repopulate it myself. <laughs> no. Yeah. And they say I'm China's kind... overpopulated now. It's his fault, clearly. Clearly. I'm kind of a way person myself, especially with like it was mentioned with Sal Sal's story, because the way they made Sal Sal's storyline in seven, it really made him closer to what people would say Nobunaga was in terms of history. Right. So I like that they went that extra mile with uh, the Sal Sal comparisons. How come they made Nobunaga and Sal Sal look very similar? Oh, because they're treated as the same person. They're both badass. No, oh, well, that's it. You can't get away from that. Yeah. Hmm. That might be a bit awkward in, like, the Warriors Orochi games. <laughs> <laughs> they look the same, just one has black armor. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, don't they actually meet up in 2? Doesn't that actually happen? Um, I have to I... dust off my copy of 2, but... I think they meet, but they don't have that type of, uh, uh, what's it called, uh, recognition for that. But I think they do meet, and they actually join on the same side, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I think they actually lead an army together. Wow. Yeah, and you see, you see it in, um, I'm trying not to do too many spoilers, but you see them, like, together in the first cutscene for Warriors of Orochi 3, and it's... Yeah, they don't really say much, but it's it's interesting to sort of have these two characters who are so sort of similar, you know? Mm. Yeah, the allies together and actually, you know, they don't play off of that with each other, but you can see it. Right. I must admit, I'm kind of a, a way person. Like, I've been a way person from the start, but... With how Dynasty Warrior 7 did the Jin storyline, the Jin Dynasty became either my favorite or my second favorite. Well, wasn't Jin like it started off from Wei? So, you know. Technically, it did, yeah. But, I mean, in the sense of Sumayi, 
Sumashur, Sumajao, Dungai, you know, that group of people are starting to become closer to my favorites than the, like, Shaho Duen and characters of that uh, group. Mm, I, I have to agree with you on that because, you know, the way Koei kind of portrayed them was just amazing. And, you know, people have been complaining about that. And, like, th- there's some people, I, I said this on a previous episode, one person said to me, I hate Wang Yuanji. I don't know what to say to that guy, you know? Why would you hate Wang Yuanji, okay? She's just the best character in the whole game. She didn't do anything to warrant hate. Well, what? No, 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 no. Don't say that about Wang No, Yuanji. I mean she didn't do anything to warrant any type of hating. There's nothing she did that's hateable. Exactly, you know, just because just she looks better than you, don't be jealous, okay? <laughs> okay? <laughs> that's... Okay, that's one way of looking at it. <laughs> it's true. That is, that's why everyone's jealous. You know, haters gonna hate. And you know, just because she gets the DLC, the special DLC outfits, you know, don't be jealous, you fans of Diao Chan and things like that, okay? I think it's a case of because um, in Japan, obviously, she's hugely popular. It's like she won, you know, the Koi character pool and stuff like that. I think sort of people are kind of. Because she is a new character, I think they're sort of like, oh, how can she be better than this character that I've played since Dynasty Warriors 1, for, you know? Uh, I don't know. I, I quite like Jin. I think it's interesting how they're sort of dealing more in depth with, like, Abby actually pushing the story past sort of, you know, Wu Zhang planes and all that. I think it's quite interesting how we are actually starting to get into Jin. I'm just wondering how far they'd actually go for Dynasty Warriors 8. If they will make one. They will. I think Dynasty Warriors is too popular in Japan for them sort of not to because they'll always have that sort of money making. Okay, yeah. If they do do it in Japan, that's great for the PS3 people because, you know, they can just always import it. But the thing is, if you have Xbox, you're not going to get a a release if it's not popular. Because, you know, Xbox Mm. are all about making their money, you know. If you're not going to make money, then there's no point releasing it on our console. That's what they're thinking. Well, Sony has that issue too. Well, but, uh, but, I think they're more more open to to the idea. Uh, they didn't release Warriors Orochi Z to the U.S. because of they didn't want to deal with any of the sales or the bad reviews of it. So, hmm. I don't know. It's a tough call. And then. Of course, Samurai Warriors 3Z not coming to the US for pretty much the same reason. But the thing is, you guys can import it. That's the thing. Xbox doesn't have that luxury. You can't really say, oh yeah, I'm going to get this game from Japan because, you know, it's not going to work in your Xbox unless you have a Japanese Xbox. Yeah, I get you. The thing I have about importing it is that I want to understand what they're saying. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) A part of me is actually being able to at least read what they're saying. And then, you know, because I don't view it so much as just, you know, random hack and slash. I want to know what's going on. And I don't want to have to sit by my computer and have this, you know, two gigabyte translator of every single text <laughs> on my screen or something. Um, I would say um, Team Benevolence is the best to ask on that one because, you know, she's imported um, a few games. Yeah, I think... In one sense, it's, it's easy because with Dynasty Warriors, it's not, you know, there's, you're not going to get a wall of text 
telling you all this stuff. And I mean, for Warriors of Orochi 3, it was difficult because I didn't know enough, but I knew I could sort of get a sense of what was going on. And you know, for, it's easy in a sense because you have the map on the screen and you have the little flashing green bit that tells you what your next objective is. But on the other hand, you do sort of miss the finer points of the plot and whatnot. Uh, it really depends. The only problem I have with importing is it is so expensive. I mean, we're talking, well, for me anyway, it's Japan to the UK, so that is really expensive to ship, especially if you're doing, if you're an idiot like me and you like collecting, like, the treasure boxes, hmm. you are easily talking £100 plus for, you know, a game and a few goodies. And that sounds so sad, but well, what can you, you could do? Say- that, that, that's actually quite a good deal because you know there's some companies they already do that like a hundred pounds for a deal? game. Yeah, because you know uh, if you if you're a big fan of those shooter games, generic shooter games, I'm not gonna name names, but you want to okay. buy your certain pre- uh, uh, prestige editions or special editions, that's gonna cost you a uh, hundred pound a pop. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna name names if you name prestige <laughs> edition. Activision. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Infinity Ward. <clears throat> but um what's it called? With um importing games, I think it's about a, a with playasia.com for going from Japan to the US, if I'm not mistaken, it's about a thirty-three percent increase in price. So if it's like sixty dollars, the game coming from Japan to the US will be eighty dollars. No, that's true. So, like, something like, um, WarZ-OG3, if I wanted to import it, it would be $80, as opposed to $60, if it's a $60, you know, game. Because you're paying for them to ship it over now, with the extra $20. But with other games that have, like, a $40 price tag, it's more of a... It's, I think, $40, it goes up to $55. At $30, it goes up to $40. A legitimate, like, 33% price increase yeah yeah there there's always that 20 percent because i know this because i i sell games for a living and i know what price it will take to 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 buy those games or to ship them but um but i think the price is way too too big and that's it really should should be that big so there's nothing we can do about it just a uh, the, the shipping guys, they they just always want something from us, not not only the, our love and that kind of uh, thing, but they they also they also want a lot of money. They love money. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Well, people say well, business. The way business thinks of it is, money makes the world go around. Yeah. 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 But, you know, some businesses don't do that. You know, there's um, some businesses, they listen to their community, which I love. And Tecmocoy, if you're, you're listening to this, you know, you can always um, help us out, you know, with something. Please. Well, no. you, you know, listen to us. I know you have been listening to us, and I know I'm going to sound like a really ungrateful person. But please, at least let us do a TK Family voiceover DLC for Warriors Orochi 3, at least to let us do that, we'll do it for free. I know that <laughs> I can get you a thousand people like that, 
willing to do that for free. See? Yeah, and they can do the NPCs as well. There you oh, go. Yeah. I live in New York, so flying over to England is gonna be a bit of an pay. issue, but I will Don't make worry it. About oh, that. okay, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm joking. If, if I would pay, you, you'd have to swim all the way here. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I will swim. <laughs> I will swim the length of the ocean. <laughs> wow. True warrior of the three kingdoms. I just have to say that. <laughs> swim thousand miles through wars of the, of the fish kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like one used to escape, except I won't have a horse. <laughs> I just have water wings and flippers <laughs> and scuba gear. So, oh yeah, um, what characters would you guys like to see in a Warriors game? Oh, um, any characters? Real I have or fake? One. Okay, I have go on. one. Liao Hua. Don't even know who. Oh, I think I know who that is. <laughs> His main significance is that he's he was the only officer who was alive from the start of the Yellow Turban Rebellion all the way through to the end of Shu. Wow. Oh, that's true. Well, you get loads of characters like that, though. Like, uh, Deng Fang, he was quite old as well, and so Huang Gai as well. They, they were old. Yeah, they were... Yeah, they were pretty old in their own right. Like, I think Huang Gai was about... 60-70 or something like that. Yeah. But Liao Hua was around 100 years old by the time he died. Lucky oh. boss. Because <laughs> he legitimately died when Shu died in the year 264. Maybe he killed himself. He's like, I can't take this anymore. <laughs> the kingdom I was serving for just got surrendered by a fool. Okay, I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> Screw it, guys. I'm going home. <laughs> But yeah, he would be someone I'd like to see for Shu, just for oh, yeah. just to have that significance uh, attached to him. Like he could be the character who can be—I wouldn't say like the wise sage of the group—but he can be the one who sees everything going on in the Shu kingdom. Like so how you have the camp discussions, right? Like how you have the camps uh, before every fight in story mode. He could be like the guy who's always there, and he can give his thoughts on how the Shu kingdom and everything was progressing all through the years. Hmm. You know, I could just imagine it now. He's like, oh, when I was your age. That, that, his weapon will just be like some next walking stick. Might break a hip in battle. <laughs> I don't um, did, did Leo have a weapon? I'm not sure. Most probably. Well, as an NPC, that, that would have been his weapon. <laughs> uh, stick. Walking stick could work. I'm not gonna lie. Technically, have done some weird weapons. Oh yeah, but they still worked. So walking <laughs> stick, bring it, bring it on. I would hate to see if THQ decided to do like a Saints Row weapon pack because I know THQ helped with the. I think publishing of um, Dynasty Warriors 3, so you know, it may be good like Saints Row weapon pack for Shahudun. You guys could imagine what it is now. Mm. <laughs> and the fangirls would love it. 
Hitting Cao Cao with a, um, a certain apparatus. It's not gonna be a certain uh, utensil. <laughs> no, it's, a utensil makes it sound wrong. I, I don't know How why. does it make it sound wrong? Because you eat with utensils. It's like cooking and stuff. It this just sounds this. wrong. Yeah, it just sounds wrong. Let's just call it a deal, though, because that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but utensil sounded wrong. Yes, utensil was too far. <laughs> you do know this is an explicit podcast. Shame on you, Lawrence. <laughs> Are you joking, man? Um, yeah, it would be funny to see that kind of thing. Obviously, it would bump up the the Peggy rating to 18. Of course. <laughs> I think they'll just have to make a totally new Peggy rating for that game now. <laughs> mm. Jesus would... only. Peggy 52. That's what it means. <laughs> no, no, better, better yet, Peggy 69. Oh. Oh, jeez. That could <laughs> work, you know. That's really... Yeah, that could work. That could work. <laughs> Of course. I know Chin will be up and for that. I was about to say, and knowing Chin, he will do it. <laughs> he will make that he will happen. Propose that, he will propose that to Tecmacoa head offices. <laughs> he would most probably get fired for doing that. <laughs> I, I would not risk that. Chin, do not do that, please. Unless they say yes. Then do it. Do it. Think of the children. Screw <laughs> the children. They shouldn't even be playing Dynasty. Well, no. No, I'm, I just thought about it now. I was 10 when I was playing Dynasty <laughs> 1. What are you talking about? <laughs> and I was 6. Failed. No. Okay, screw the children of today. Uh, screw today's generation. Don't get me started. I, I, I start sounding like an old man if I start going about the children of this generation. Oh, you're going to end up like, get off my lawn. I'm going to start being like, to this generation with that Justin Bieber doohickey. <laughs> doohickey. Back in my day, there was real music. <laughs> yeah, real music like the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. <laughs> yeah, basically. Were they real music? <laughs> that was that was the that was the equivalent of a boy band in the late '90s and early 2000s. NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. And nowadays, it's Justin Bieber. I'm surprised he has so many fans. It's just a bit crazy. Uh, don't get me started. I don't. I don't mind Bieber himself. I don't like his music, but I don't mind Bieber. I despise the fan base. Well, no fan base is as good as the TK family. Just saying. What if the TK family were like that? What if they got that big that they were so annoying? What would you do? I would stay in my secluded bubble and communicate with the TK family members that remain sane. <laughs> because so I will also acknowledge that not TK all of them are like that. <laughs> what was that? Like the veteran, like the old guys, the veteran TK family <laughs> members, the ones that were there first. And then I'll be like the old man on the lawn going, well back in my day the TK family was sane individuals. <laughs> <laughs> This all goes back to me being an old man. <laughs> oh, you know it's your destiny. <laughs> oh, um, 
I got a question coming coming in now. Oh, um, basically it says if you were a character in Dynasty Warriors, how would you die? Oh, um, and this let's is make a this interesting. Question. Um, what kind of stage would you die? Would you die in battle? Would you die an old man? That kind of thing. And who would kill you as well? If someone. Uh, I would like to say I'd be really boss and die against Lu Bu or something, but I just know I would probably die on like the first sort of moment the old turban level starts. <laughs> <laughs> I would just be like a random mook NPC who gets killed by some generic officer person. <laughs> <laughs> so, so one of the peasants, basically. Yeah, one of the peasants following Lu Bu, of course. <laughs> Dedication. <laughs> of course. Uh, my way it would be. Oh, this one is hard. Um, go uh, go up against uh, Lubu and give him a real challenge, like so he can just stop bick bitching about it. <laughs> then, then he would gladly kill me. Wow. <laughs> um. Uh, let's see. I think I'd be the type of person who, during the Yellow Turban Rebellion, I'd be like, I'm right behind you guys, and then I'll just, you know, yeah, be right behind the the army, and then let them charge ahead, and then I'll survive at least one or two battles until Hulao Gate comes around, and then I'll just get slaughtered. <laughs> 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 I'd be like, hey, I volunteered to go to Sun Jen's army, and then Lubu just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> you probably starved to death before you can even yeah, fight thanks, thanks to you and Shu traitor <laughs> <laughs> you know I would say um, I would love to like uh, obviously not but I would love to defeat Lubu and then die later on like you know those old guys um, I forgot uh, like one guy you know like him I would just want to survive until the end, and then you know, I just want to go gracefully. You know, in maybe in battle, just be like, "Oh yeah, bitches!" Back in my day, and then you know, maybe get shot by an arrow or two, or or break a hip and then fall flat on my face, <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> so you want to be the one to have the war story, and then at the end, go, "That was a good day," and then just die. <laughs> yes, because then people are gonna remember you for that. Or you just can run around the stream. Benevolence till you die. <laughs> no, I think that would be Michelle. Just run through <laughs> yeah. Benevolence and then <laughs> yellow benevolence. and then get set on fire by Zhang Jiao or something. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about benevolence. <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm I'm rereading actual novel at the moment and the amount of times benevolence has come up I think I might have to start a drinking game because I will get wasted <laughs> really easily it's like every Die two pages poisoning. it's like in the introduction it's like because um, I've got the Moss Roberts translation it's like in the introduction he mentions benevolence four times on a page what? So, wait, how are you reading this? Is is it like a 
book, or...? Um, yeah, because I got the, um, it's a four-set mini-volume I've got. It's like four times on, you know, it's not a giant novel, so it's, you're basically talking sort of an average-sized book. Benevolence, four times. Wow. Oh, so people, people can't complain about Koei overdoing it with Benevolence when it's there in the novel. Wow. It's, so, n- yeah. it's not that bad and from the novel I've had. You know, I never actually had the novel. It's, it's the thing is, um, one of my friends, basically, he, he speaks like fluent Mandarin and he was telling me about it and he said, it is very, it's a very thick book because you know they didn't have it as volumes. He had it as like some massive, but it was like a big. It's hard to explain. It's like a boulder. That's how big it is. <laughs> and you know, not many people can get the book nowadays because you know it may be too expensive to find, or it may be too. Ex- well, it might you can't even find it because you know it's very hard for me to find and you know imports and exports and things like that is quite expensive so you know if you guys want to read the book romance of the three kingdoms we do have it like an ebook version so you can read it on your iphone ipad any other apple product actually there's there was a really good um uk based website that i got my four volume set from it's um chinese bookshop.com it's like they're based in london uh i think i think i got my copy for about 25 30 i think that's including shipping so i was Uh i was really good at that that's not too bad but why pay for something when you can get it for free support the people who made it yeah, you're 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 a fan. You, yeah, you support them. Yeah. Well, I, I mean legally, obviously. Oh. Not illegally. We do Still. not condone that. Still support them. Yes. Hmm. That's another thing that's kind of griping me. It's like it's so difficult to find stuff in English for you know the Free Kingdoms. I'm not just talking about Dynasty Warriors, but the Free Kingdoms in general because. Yeah, you've got the novel, and I've, I've got another book, and that's kind of about it. I mean, I've looked, and yeah. it's, it's really annoying. I need to learn Mandarin. <laughs> I get what you mean. I have the novel, the four-volume box set, here at home. And I also, when I was, uh, there was a time where I was doing school reports for uh, Romance of the Three Kingdoms. They would just have us do projects, and every year I would do my project based off of Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Like a boss. So, yeah, basically. <laughs> so I'd use um, a website to put as my internet source, and I'd use the book as my hand, my book source. And I'm sitting here like, this counts as two sources? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Even though it's the same thing. <laughs> Still it so, yeah, it still still works. The site still works too. It's I think uh, threekingdoms.com. The entire novel is uploaded on that site, but it's a different translation than the one that you can actually buy. Hmm. <laughs> no one ever told me about this. So I I just spent my time making like a PDF file of it in parts, and then I realized oh it's already here. Okay. Well, technically, the file and making the PDF file is still good because that means you can just download it on your 
you know, yeah. hard drive. Yeah. This is just, you know, this has the novel with, I think it's the C.H. Barrett Taylor translation. Ah, uh, yes. And it has the novel on one side, and it has commentators on the other side of that the page. And them commenting on, like, different translations, different myths that get referenced and explaining things that go on. So. Wow. It is quite a good version, actually. But, you know, many people would just... I don't know. Would people prefer to have it as a book? Or to read it on the internet? Okay, that's a question for you guys. If you, if you like reading, if you don't like reading, still answer this. Would you prefer to read... In a book form or on the internet? You decide. Oh, definitely book form, definitely. Oh, yeah. Same. Yeah, I think it's just, yeah, I love reading and not just, you know, Free Kingdoms. It's like, I have, you should see the state of my room. If it's not video games, there's books. And I just like the smell of the book and being able to actually hold it. And then, you know, say if you had a power cut and your, your computer went down, you wouldn't be able to get it if it was on your computer, obviously. But with a book, you can just pick it up and yours. I don't know. It's just I like to think I'm not an old fart that I do like sort of new technology. But stuff like the Kindles, I I don't get them. I don't get them. I don't see how they compare. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it's well, just uh, that that feeling to to know that you you own a, a real copy of a book and not just reading off the internet where what you do every day. So. I would go for original book form. Right. I still prefer having a physical copy of the media rather than reading it, copy and paste it off the internet. Like, even with video games, some games are starting to abandon, you know, game manuals. And I see that and I just shake my head like, oh man. And I see that they have an in-game manual now. But there's still oh. games that still have like a 30, 40 page manual that they come in and I'm like, yes, this game still still old school. <laughs> uh, what games are like that nowadays? Because, you know, uh, I'm not going to name names again, Modern Warfare 3, uh, have like a two page <laughs> flyer. It doesn't even look like a manual. It just, ah, you know, uh, I, I remember games when they, it used to be a novel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it used to be like a 70 page manual. <laughs> Um, unfortunately, Mortal Kombat went that route, where I think their manual wasn't even a manual. It was like a terms of uh, use agreement, and it for their online, and it was a catalog for Mortal Kombat uh, based, you know, like figures and hats and clothing, apparel, stuff like that. And so that was their manual. It was like a four-page advertisement. And of all the things Mortal Kombat did right, that was the one thing that disappointed me of that whole game. <laughs> wow. It's like you ha- you got the gameplay right, you have the story mode, you have all this, but you couldn't give me a manual too? <laughs> <laughs> you can't yeah. have everything. You went old school on everything else except the packaging. <laughs> it's fun because it's true. <laughs> Um, another question, guys. What kind of crossover would you like to see? I know I've asked this before, but, you know, there's new people on the podcast. So, sure. what kind of crossover would you guys like to see from a Warriors game? Let's start with Non-Ninja on this one. 
Okay, um, a crossover with, with the Warrior games. Yep, anything. Um, I, 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 pretty, uh, I like the new Sparta Warriors game, so I would be surprised if they actually did a little crossover there. Uh, with, uh, yeah, I think it was Sparta Wars or something like that. It came out uh, just about uh, the same week as Steins War 7. So, uh, I, I enjoyed it. So I would like to see the main character right there with, uh, yeah, uh, another character from the Dynasty Wars games to like meet up or just get the, get them on the very same screen. It would be pretty pretty awesome. Okay. What about you, Lawrence? Um, I remember answering last time that I wouldn't that I would have liked a um, Samurai Warriors and Sengoku Basada type of crossover, yeah, or Dynasty Warriors and Sengoku type of crossover. Because okay. I still think that type of thing could work. It just needs to. You need to decide like what side gets which version. Like, do you give the Oda army the Sengoku versions, you know, to make them, you know, super powered villains, so to speak, and then make the Samurai Warriors characters the good guys to, you know, give them that, you know, oh, they're good guys. They don't need the superpowers. They have, you know, their own strength and their own intelligence and all that to beat. The superpowered villains, the anime power, you could say. <laughs> yeah, so. What you can do is, um, like you said, do Dynasty Warriors Sengoku Basara um, crossover because you know they don't have conflicting characters there. Right. So that, that could work. Yeah. Um, what about you, Michelle? I'd have to say it would be probably Final Fantasy. I think that would be really sort of interesting. I think it, if they did it like Warriors Orochi style, this sort of new storyline, and they had sort of the world sort of going all crazy and stuff, it could be quite interesting. Because it would be basically sort of Dissidia meets Dynasty Warriors, to be honest. And I oh, think yeah. it would be an interesting idea. I'd love to see how they sort of... Because obviously you have the limit breaks from the Final Fantasy characters, and then obviously the Musos from Dynasty Warriors. So I think it would be quite interesting. I'd like to oh, see yeah. that, but it's just a question of whether you know Square would want to do that. To be honest. Well, you know, they're two big Japanese companies. You know, I think they could do instead. They could do like a game, like swap over. Like Square Enix could be in charge of the Dynasty Warriors thing for one year, make one game, and you know, Tecmo should try and make a Final Fantasy game. See how that works. If that is successful, they can continue doing that. And you know, maybe once a year get together, make a, like a crossover game. You know, they, if it if it fails, it fails. You know, you tried something new. There you I'm go. sorry, not to bad mouth Square Enix, but okay. I wouldn't have hope of them doing a Dynasty Warriors game right if they can't even get Final Fantasy right. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> no, no blow. I mean, not, I, I mean, I was a Square Enix fan since FF1, 2, and 3 on the SNES. You know, with the number screw-ups, really FF, what was I think, 3, 4, and 6? Six? 6, yeah. Yeah. And I was a fan of them since then. FF7, FF8, FF9, 10, and then all of a sudden, 11, 12, 13, no, You 13, can't say 13 two, was bad. No, 14. what... I did not like 13. 
No, uh, I didn't like the battle system. The battle, the whole, the battle system and the characters, just for thirteen, didn't do anything for me. The only characters I liked in thirteen were Lightning and Yun Fong. Okay. So the thing is, for me, because I was never a big fan of Final Fantasy, and then. You know, I was just slapped in the face by uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen. It was that amazing. You know, it it was new. I it was because re- you know I was I never really knew about the um, the battle system. So you know, I was completely new to it, and I thought that was the norm. And so I, I kind of got used to that. And you know, I'm hoping to get Final Fantasy Thirteen Two because you know that game will be amazing. And I, I just love Final Fantasy. It's just Awesome. I I just bought 13.2 today, so I'm going to basically spend my weekend playing it, and it's like I've been spoiled for one of the endings, and it kind of put me off pre-ordering it. But oh. I tried the demo and I liked it, so I'm I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm gonna be because I really liked 13, so I'll I'll try it. I'm gonna be nice. Don't See, one thing I said to myself was. Before I get Final Fantasy 13 2, I'm gonna finish Final Fantasy 13. So I haven't done that. Oh yeah. Um, to this day, haven't even gone to disc three. I'm still on disc two. Same here. High <laughs> five. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Bro hoof. <laughs> 13 2 is the second Final Fantasy game that I did not get. 12 oh. being the first one that I skipped. Uh, have you played the online uh, online game though? For uh, what Final Fantasy eleven or fourteen? Um, both. Uh, I pl- I tried. I think it was eleven. I didn't really like it that much. And fourteen, I did. I stayed far away from that when I heard the issues. Like, I haven't tried it, I haven't seen or tried thir- uh, 14 ever since they fixed everything. I'm more or less waiting for if they ever do a PS3 version and seeing how that goes for 14. But yeah, they, they are working uh, with it. Yeah, at least that. Um, what, okay. You know how Final Fantasy has, like, loads of games. Would you like to see Dynasty Warriors get as much as, like, releases as that? Or would you think it will get boring after a while? Because it's the um, same game after all. Yeah, uh, I would at least uh, wait uh, uh, a couple of, we- of uh, years from a new new game. Like they, what they did with uh, Dynasty Warriors 6 to 7. I liked uh, the, the, time, the time between there. We got more hyped. There were no more time to to make the game on, and uh, it it went out amazing. And uh, you see now with uh, the games like <clears throat> Modern Warfare or other Call of Duty titles, yeah, uh, it's just copy and paste. I don't really want that. Mm. Warriors. Yeah, it's like it's funny because obviously in the West, sort of Koei games have a reputation for being repetitive, and it's like, but look at the games you're bribed to get good reviews to. It's like they're they are the same game with a different name. And it's like, well, I, I don't know, I don't get the sort of hate that the Warriors games get in the West because 
once you sort of get past, I'd say we should get everyone from like IGN and the big states and whatever to sit down and play Seven Extreme Legends on Nightmare and let's see them say it's a one button game then. That's, that's mm -hmm. I didn't get it at all. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. They, they say the game is copy and paste, I say the reviews are copy and paste. <laughs> oh. <Yeah. laughs> it, oh wow. They proved they didn't play the game when they said 6 was the same as 5. 6 was not the same as 5, and 7 is oh, not the yeah. same as 6. No. You can no. make the case that 3 and 4 are kind of the same, and 4 and 5 are kind of the same. You can make that case at least a little bit, but the minute you say 5, 6, and 7 are the exact same, no, you just showed me you didn't play the game. And the, and the scary thing is that Dynasty Warriors used to get high ratings from IGN. Dynasty Warriors 3, I think, got an 8 from them. Dynasty that was Warriors around the beginning. That's when they yeah. really cared, you know? Now they just like, okay, we're, we're getting money anyway. <laughs> we can just write anything down. Yeah, oh, game's copy and paste. You did not play this game, did you? Duh, no. They should at least hire people who um, would enjoy playing the game, because I know there's loads of people that would love to get their hands on uh, the new Warriors Orichi title. And, you know, instead of just giving it a bad review, you could just give it to someone who's interested in that kind of thing, IGN or Machinima, whatever, you should dedicate people, because, you know, you have your own your Call of Duty, your own Battlefield, your own thing, your own people for that. How come you don't get your own people for Dynasty Warriors? Oh, yeah. I agree. It feels like Dynasty Warriors is getting the god hand treatment from IGN, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. The guy only plays the first level and plays the game for an hour, and then rates the game a 3 out of 10. Even though God Hand is considered probably one of the best hidden gems of the last generation. Oh yeah, um, I yeah, noticed. Uh, I, I just noticed uh, when I saw the uh, video review, he just played as one character, and maybe as another. He he didn't really experience the the game. Right. It's I don't know. It just makes me shake my head at some of the uh, some of the reviews, like to see Dynasty Warriors Seven get a five, and them saying, "Oh, the graphics don't really look." That improved. I'm sorry. Are we oh, playing the yeah. same game? Graphics don't look improved. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. The game is in 3D. How could the graphics not have improved? Jeez. The graphics. The graphics compared to six. Six looked like the PS2 graphics upscaled by comparison of Seven's graphics. Oh yeah. Seven's looks like a next-gen title. It does. Yeah. You know, I would love, if they do make a next-gen console, I would love for them just to make, like, a Dynasty Warriors. You know how PlayStation, Dynasty Warriors was one of the first titles, and that got loads of people into Dynasty Warriors. I want that same thing to happen. Tecmo, if you're listening, or Tecmo Koei, sorry, um, try work with the developers and, you know, try work with their new consoles, if, if they're even making one. Um, try work with that, so you can release the game Dynasty Warriors game, hopefully, as soon as those next-gen consoles release, because you know you're going to get loads of fans. Of course, it's not always about fans, but you're going to get more people interested into the game, and you know, Dynasty Warriors is one of the best games to get interested in. Oh yeah, uh, if I can shoot something in here. Yep. Uh, you can also notice the, where the PlayStation Vita, mm -hmm. Dynasty Warriors Next. Yes. And Vita, it should, it was, I think it was planned to be a release game, so 
it, it is would be, yeah. yeah. So they they are kind of on it, but for the next gen, it would be perfect. I hope so. It'd be probably like a revival. You can yeah. kind of say to the series. The series doesn't really need reviving because you know the series is still alive and it's still kicking. And, you know, it's, it's still gonna go on strong for like millions of years. No, I, I I get what you mean, but I mean in the sense of that each generation, the game really changed. Like it went from PS1 to PS2, where in Japan it's not even the same title. Oh, it yeah. went from San Goku Muso to Shin San Goku Muso between Dynasty Warriors 1 and 2 on PS1 and PS2. Then you went from PS2 to the PS3, the whole game got changed again. So what are they going to do when they go from PS3 to PS4? I, I don't know, because we don't know what the PS4 is going to put on the table for. All you know, the PS4 could put you in the game. <laughs> <laughs> don't you think that would be amazing, being oh, on yeah. the battlefield yourself? Yeah, with, uh, with an at least working connector and... Move. Uh, there. With the connect yeah. or some sort, some sort of motion, that would just people will think you're you're some sort of crazy person just <laughs> flinging stuff at the screen or something. Like if I was playing <laughs> Dynasty Warriors with a connect, like my parents would be like, "What the hell is wrong with this child?" <laughs> at least he, he's having some some form of activity. <laughs> yes, at least it's exercise. Yeah. If I can't get him out the house, I'll just hook up a connect in here and have him go to work. <laughs> <laughs> Reverse psychology. He thinks he's playing a game, but what is he doing really? Playing a game! Oh. <laughs> you fail. You're supposed to be working out. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, guys, um, before I forget, mm -hmm. um, we are doing a competition. Yay! Yes, we are doing a competition. Huzzah. Huzzah. And it's, oddly enough, it's for Dynasty Warriors! Yay! Yeah, oh. it's for Dynasty Warriors 7 XL, and I know Chin has been tweeting things about it. You know, he was saying if you want some DLC codes, you know, just ask him. Obviously, that is, that's finished. You guys can't get those DLC codes unless... Um, you follow the Dynasty Warriors blog on Tumblr, because you know, I am one of the m mods of that blog, so I'm trying to promote it a lot. So, you know, it is a good blog, you guys should check it out, it's not really personal Dynasty Warriors, it's more fan art and stuff, so you, you can check it out, and I, I post some stuff as well. So just follow that, reblog it, and you can win a hell load of DLC. Three codes for Dynasty Warriors 6. No, it's not Dinosaur Warriors 6. They even made DLC for Dinosaur Warriors 6. Dinosaur Warriors 7 XL <laughs> for the PlayStation 3. Also, these are EU codes. Which means Lawrence can't get any. Nope. Unless you change your PSN to EU. I'll have to change my PSN to EU and get a European copy of the game. <laughs> you don't really... Wait, do you need a European copy of the game? Yes, I you believe do. so. Oh. You need a European console, I think. Uh, no, you don't need the European console. You would need, I think, a copy of the game to match the DLC, and that needs to match your PSN account. Oh, okay. That's just stupid. Yeah, but region coding, I can kind of understand it. It's yeah. not like it's, you know, the, the disc is region free, not the data. Yeah. Sony, Microsoft... Well, it's, it's better than what Microsoft is doing, I have to say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
that's, that's the not, only thing I don't like about. That's not saying too much. much. No, because you know that they, they just. I don't want to say. <laughs> I just don't want. For some reason, you never know. The podcast might not even go. This episode might not even be released. We don't know, because Microsoft might sue us. Yeah, of course. <laughs> for slander. <laughs> For, uh, for having opinions, okay. That's tough. Who are you to have an opinion? You are a Microsoft <laughs> Xbox. Be robotic. <laughs> that should be the motto. Be robotic. A funny Why do you story? don't promote our product? Go ahead. It's like, I, I used to have a 360, but I couldn't actually use it anymore because I was getting so much abuse on Xbox Live for UNO, of all games. Uh. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> no, you're serious, UNO. No, I'm serious. I was playing UNO on Xbox Live and it's like, this guy, he was freaking the fuck out because I had one card left and I was going to win. So he starts, you know, swearing, giving me all this abuse. And it's like, <laughs> it's just a game of UNO. It's a family game. What are you doing? Um, Calm down, go go play some Modern Warfare shit or whatever. <gasps> I, I I don't get getting angry over Uno. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I don't see the point of getting angry over games unless it's a single player game and you're in the comfort of your own home and no one is there to listen to you shout. Oh yeah. Because then people Wait. think you're crazy. You just randomly Wait, shout on TV. Wait, what the hell do you mean? You're down to your last card? What is this bull crap? You are not supposed to beat down your last card! <laughs> last mate! I will disconnect my game right now before you do- Don't- don't discard that card. Don't say Uno! Don't say Uno! I will disconnect! No, the, that thing has happened to me, yeah. I was playing, um... I think- uh, yeah, I was playing Mortal Kombat, and... Basically, I was... First time, and you know, I was so happy, almost about to win. Basically had a full life bar. And I suck at fighting games by the way, and then this guy just went, oh, fuck this, I'm just going to disconnect. Didn't even get yeah. an achievement. You know, you should at least be given the win in that situation for those oh, games. Yeah. Mortal Kombat is the easiest game to just rage quit on. Just oh, for the... Shit. Just now, for the fatality. Is. No, just for the fatality time, because they give you the time after you beat him, it goes, finish him. Like, I can disconnect right there and you don't get the win. Oh, yeah. So that's why some people don't do fatalities. They just do an uppercut or do something real quick so that it counts like, okay, I beat the guy. I swear you get an achievement for doing a fatality online. I think you do, yeah. Yeah. And you know there's some easy fatalities you could do, like up, up, up or something like that. Because I've seen some. I don't see why they made like crazy button combinations for these kind of games. Old school. Because I know um, Dead or Alive, I'm not s- s- quite sure, but I know that they're not going to make it simple. The game doesn't look simple at all. It just it looks too difficult for me. Um, Dead or Alive is actually a lot simpler than most fighting games I've played in terms of move-less. Mm. Like, really, only one or two characters has like an overly complicated move. Like, Hayate has one. Just like that, that three, um, that three-part throw of his that he has. That's well, just you know, I wouldn't be used to it because I'll be used to kind of Dynasty Warriors, like 
XXXY, th th that kind of thing. You know, if they made it like a Dynasty Warriors game, you know, those simple um, combos, you know, great, I'll be the best at that game. No doubt about it. <laughs> or, you know, what I would like to see is a, like a blast to the past kind of Dynasty Warriors game. Similar to Dynasty Warriors 1, give it the Dead or Alive engine. It, so, yeah, you know, you can just put the characters in there. Or maybe put some Dynasty Warriors characters in Dead or Alive. Yeah, like that with, with, um, with um, Soul Calibur 5. That can work. Yeah, that could, that could work out well. Ninja Gaiden kind of had that. Not entirely, but they had the costume cameos for uh, Dynasty Warrior 6 and Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2. So you can kind of do that sort of thing. And if you put like the Dynasty Warriors in their own fighting game with the Dead or Alive engine, it could definitely play like Soul, uh, a bit like Soul Calibur with the weapon style and everything. Yeah, the, th the only reason I was thinking about that is because, you know, um, I was bored and I was thinking, that would be awesome. And, um, <laughs> what was it? You know, I just Dynasty Warriors One. They should just do something like that, because you know Dynasty Warriors One was originally a fighting game. I don't care if you make it as an, a game by itself or just an Xbox Live Arcade kind of thing, exclusive to Xbox. Hey, <laughs> exclusive. Hmm. I wanted to. I wanted on PSN too. <laughs> exactly. You don't deserve well, not it. Be exclusive. Oh. No, oh, screw you, Xbox. PS3 <laughs> oh. Master joking. Race. <laughs> PS3 Master Race. PS3 Master Race, my ass. <laughs> um, no, seriously. But I don't even see the whole point of exclusive games unless it's, there's like a reason. You know, Tecmo could have just said, well, this game is not going to work on Xbox. That's why we're not making it on Xbox. They. It, Using the word exclusive will get loads of people angry. Oh, yeah. Uh, they could have just told us uh, the truth in that sense. Yeah, I get what you mean. I think two things go into the exclusivity deals. Well, what uh, one would be the money, obviously. And the second one would probably be, you know, what would work on each console. Yeah. Like, if you look at the, the best example currently going on, Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Oh yeah. Okay. They have five characters exclusive to the PS3 version, and three of them are due to licensing, because Cold McGrath is only in, of course, Infamous, and Kuro and I think Toro are the Sony mascots from Japan, so they can't obviously they can't be in the 360 version. That'd be funny if they were. <laughs> be like, oh, we got your mascots. <laughs> No, they just change their names a bit and change what they look like slightly. <laughs> Feel like we hold them for ransom. Oh, what now, Sony? <laughs> uh, but then you hear the stuff that they paid for the you know bad box art Mega Man and Pac Man now to be exclusive to Sony. So that's five characters that are Sony exclusive. And Wait, then... they get, they're getting Mega Man in the game. Uh, yes, but yeah. it's the bad box art Mega Man from Mega Man One. You have to see the pictures, dude. <laughs> the pictures do it more justice than I'm words can describe. Whoa! 
I take it you saw the picture. Yeah, that that just looks wrong. <laughs> That's exactly how he looked on the box art of Mega Man One. Yeah, oh. that, that just looked wrong. First time I saw it, I just laughed my ass off. I I looked at that like, really? Are are is this how they're gonna do it? And yes. I'm like. I bet you he's gonna look so fat in this game. He's just gonna. He does look fat. Wow. He he's has, just gonna he be... has a beer belly. <laughs> <laughs> he's just gonna be rolling. Mega Man has a beer belly. <laughs> well, you know he's been out of action for a couple of years. Yeah, pretty much. What else can he do but drink? Just drink his sorrows away. My creator left this company. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Sony has those as their exclusives. And Yoshinori Ono said in an interview that they wanted to do something for the 360, but 360 had really no characters who could fit Street Fighter Cross Tekken in that uh, way. Uh, wait, wait. Um, what about Master Chief? They considered that. They they didn't want him. Loads of I don't see why loads of games are like, okay, yeah, yeah, let's put Master Chief in there because I know um, Soul Calibur. They were like, yeah, we want Master Chief, and then Microsoft said no. Uh, yeah. He can't really fight. No, yeah, really... They kind of put Master Chief in for one of the Dead or Alive games. Obviously, um, another. They just changed the name. They got permission from um, Microsoft to do that. So I don't see why Microsoft don't. You know, Microsoft are all about the money in the end, and they're going to get loads more money just by doing that. But the thing with the Dead or Alive 4 was, for one, they had to make a female Spartan because you know Dead or Alive can't have more male characters. And <clears throat> and Dead or Alive 4 was a 360 exclusive game to begin with, so it wasn't like you know they they didn't really have to try to make something to match a Sony exclusive. Mm -hmm. With Street Fighter Cross Second, they have to try to make something to match Cole McGrath. Oh yeah. You know, someone who's a poster boy for that console who can match him and fit as well as he does in Street Fighter Cross Second. Um, what games are exclusive to Xbox? Don't say Forza Motorsport, because I swear, <laughs> you have him playing as a car. <laughs> Optimus Prime. <laughs> Transformers aren't, aren't Microsoft exclusive. Um, no, I'm only joking. Uh, you can have Marcus Phoenix, maybe. They I... suggested him, they said no. Oh. You kind of you, you have uh, some anime games, like Naruto Rise of Ninja and Broken Bomb, but they... That's just two games for from the Naruto library, which most of them are already on the PlayStation system. But yeah, like Ultimate Ninja started on the PS2. Yeah. And then it went to PS3 was Storm One, and then Storm Two was the first multi-platform game. Uh, no, no, yeah, Storm Two was the first multi-platform. Yeah, that should be right. I can't or... wait for Storm Generations. Oh yeah, I'm still waiting for that. Speaking of Storm Generation, CyberConnect 2's had a very busy year. Yeah. In terms of games. They're both they're both making a Asaurus Wrath and uh, Naruto. So they they got some something going on. Yep, and then also they did the story mode for Soul Calibur 5. Yeah. So they really were, you know, working hard. And then they also doing their next um dot hack game. Yeah. But that'll come um, out. I haven't really played those or following the the series. 
so I can't really say anything about about it. Okay, guys, we're gonna have to wrap this up. And thank you guys for coming. It was quite awesome to have this awesome discussion. I don't know how many times I'm gonna say awesome. Well, this um, say goodbye, guys. Bye. See you, everybody. Bye. Yeah. Bye. And you know we were gonna have um, some more awesome people on, but you know they couldn't have been there. So I'm gonna give some shoutouts now. Um, you know. I only I know their gamer tag, so this is not gonna be as dramatic as what I hope. So TK Little Ninja, shout out to you because I know there was some problems getting you on, trying to get you on as well. And you know um, Justin as well, shout out to Justin and to Chin and Raiden because you know we I wanted Raiden on here, but you know I miss him. You know he's not here anymore because he is off. I'm not gonna say where. Right. He's I, in, he's in an awesome place, I should say. Um, hope you enjoy. Your is he time. coming back? Yeah, yeah. I, I think okay. so, and, unless it just randomly goes away forever, not tell us. Runs away. That would be sad. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so hope you guys have enjoyed the TK family episode. Oh yeah.